0: train Podcast. That's right. Every Monday and Thursday with your emails, your stories, your questions. This feels like it's the beginning of an 80s cop drama. J-Train. J-Train. We take your emails. Who you gonna call? J-Train. That's right. The virtual studio audience here, Feather Nation Studios. Woo! It feels good. They keep coming back. J train. And then I'm on the beach, shirt open, abs out. A lady walks by. I take my sunglasses, I put them down. I'm just looking. J Train Yeah The crowd gets into it I walk into a room Cousin Jared What's up? That's what it's all about Listen, we love you Love you listeners And thank you, thank you for spreading the word That's all you gotta do Tell a friend, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa Anyone with ears will take you Make it your Instagram story and if you're out there, I have a stand-up special that is all about 2020. The social anxieties of 2020. Socially distanced, of course, it's on, uh, yeah, that's right. I've mentioned it a couple times. It's on YouTube right now. The response, glowing. Thank you, if you've watched it already. If you haven't, go check it out. Make it a night, airplay it to the TV. Shelby's here on the ones and twos. How are you, Shelby?
1: Doing unbelievable.
0: I, I I love how positive you are. It's springtime. It's about renewal. It's about refreshing. I love this music. What made you think of this tune?
1: You know, it's just the, it's the feeling in the moment. It's like yeah. renewal. Flowers are blooming. And
0: you got that nice guitar. Bow, meow. You know, that type of thing. I love that. I well, it's good to have it you back. Tonight. I know. Listen, you, you jam out and then you bring in the tunes and then I, you know, put a little hum to it. And that's okay. So listen, um, socially distance, of course, that's a stand up special. Patreon, 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 Patreon. I'm doing three extra podcasts a week for $5 a month. Luxury Lounge, one more email, Coffee with J Train, all fun, different podcasts that kind of hit the that Patreon. Right. Uh, we have a new guest today. I'm very excited, Shelby. Hit that button. Do we find the button? We don't have it?
1: Not this week.
0: Oh, we're out. Okay, listen. The audience giving it up for Shelby not having the button. Okay. I'm very excited about today's guest. Um, a former contestant on The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. He has a new podcast called Behind the Rose. Blake Horstman, thank you for coming on. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for today. Yeah, listen feather nation studios is pumped about this (laughs) they cut out a little early but now they're back blake i i i am a i've been watching you from my couch for many a seasons i've been yelling at you on the screen it's great to have you here what's been going on what uh, what what what's going on with you buddy
2: Yeah, man. I mean, uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, Uh, I'm glad we finally met because I've heard a lot about you, man, and I see all those. I see everything. You know, I see you yelling at me on the screen and everything. So it's good to officially meet you, man.
0: It's (laughs) a pleasure, man. I always liked your attitude on the show. It always seemed like you came on the show honestly and kind of like, let's see what happens,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah. And I always say that's what most people do. They go on the show for everybody. I asks me, you know, did you go on for love? It's like, come on. Like you don't actually ever think you're going to fall in love. You know what I mean? Sure. Just go on the show, be yourself, make some friends, maybe travel a little bit. Uh, but then for me, obviously, yeah, it, uh, it happened pretty quick for me. Um, but lately, man, but- I've been I've been good. You know, I can't complain. Um, kind of things are slowly opening back up here. I live in Denver, Colorado. So things are opening love up Colorado. out here. Yeah, man, it's the best. So I didn't do the L.A. move, you know? I stayed here in okay. Colorado. Yeah, didn't do the in, L.A. move. In
0: this world, you can do that, especially with, you know, we're on Zoom right now. Um, I would even say, like, it's interesting you say that about The Bachelor. Like, did you go on for love? You went on for an experience. It's a lot. We have a lot of female listeners, a lot of female listeners write in. And I think that's the attitude of a lot of guys generally with most dating thing. Oh, if it happens, it happens. What's It would be great if it did, but I'm going to have a fun time along the way. I mean, if we look at Matt James's season that just happened, it was interesting to see him have kind of that perspective of like – there was like one very specific moment where he looked at, I think, Rachel, and he was like – he had just met her family, and he was like, let's just – I just want to have fun. And to her, yeah, we're having fun, but this is business, dude. You know, like I feel like – Do you have that feeling from the women who go on The Bachelor uh, versus the men who go on The Bachelorette where it's like, yeah, we'll see what happens, but there might be some – like, I don't know. I would assume you don't see a lot of men that are like, no, I'm here for – I got to make sure this happens. Do you have that feeling at all?
2: Yeah. No, I think that's probably a good way to put it. I think most men – maybe don't have the social pressure and especially, you know, sure. in bachelorette too, they don't have the social pressure to find somebody right now, have babies, clocks ticking, all that kind of stuff. So I think definitely men have a different attitude towards maybe dating. Them. I mean, that's not say all men. I'm sure there are men out there that are sure. like, I want a wife right now. I'm going to find her this weekend or whatever, you know, but, um, but yeah, I think most guys have feel like they have a little bit more time, uh, than women do.
0: Yeah. And, 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 it, you know, that affects everything. That kind of like, you know, that reaches its way down the vine, so to speak. Because then you go on, you go, hey, I'll travel. I'll meet some dudes. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Matt James' season, what was your takeaway from the season? What you, you know? And you have a podcast called Behind the Rose, and I want everyone to go check it out. We have a lot of Bachelor fans, a lot of Bachelor crossover because I yell at the show. So it's called Behind the Rose. It comes out every Thursday. They do a recap show on Mondays, but now that the season's over, you're staying a Thursday. So go look it up, Behind the Rose podcast. How did you feel about the season? What did you think? Yeah, um, appreciate it. Yeah, we do
2: a recap every Monday. We have like a guest from like former alumni, if you will, mm. of the show every week, and it's kind of cool because we do have different, I don't know, everybody watches the shows through a different lens, you know what I mean? Like, everybody who watches, and, and a lot of past contestants, obviously, we watch it. We see the producer manipulation way easier than maybe your average, you know, viewer or whatever. So, we watch it a little differently. And honestly, this season, I thought Matt was a good basher. I did, I thought Matt mm. was a good basher, especially given everything that was against him going into the season. I mean, the first sure. black bachelor has got to be incredibly difficult. A lot of pressure from everywhere. And then the fact that he was never been on a show is mind boggling to me. Like, it's still pretty crazy to me that that man was thrown in and it was like sink or swim. You're the lead of one of the biggest television shows on network television right now. Like, good sure. luck. You no,
0: know? I mean, so, I mean, a big, yeah. And a big part of that too. And I would have think like, I've kind of come to this conclusion after watching so many seasons of the bachelor. And like, after seeing Matt James's season, I was like, I think you have to come face to face with an engagement to realize what you're what you're bringing these women into. Like him saying let's have fun when you're meeting the parents like that's a little bit of a misunderstanding of where you are in a relationship with these people. Like mm-hmm. and I think you don't get that understanding until you've had the season before where you're like wow, I was about to do that. Like you were there, you were in the final 2. Yeah. That's actually a great
2: point, you know, because, yeah, that's still crazy to me because you're right. Like, I think... And you can't really understand not that i'm saying matt did do a good job like i said i think for what he was given but i think having gone through it like i did like i went from beginning to end at a very early connection it was incredibly difficult for me those last like three to four weeks because i was already in love having to watch mm. a woman i love fall in love with other men and my friends you know like sure it's really hard and so yeah that very end meeting her family meeting my family like that very end those last three weeks are incredibly intense and you are and i was definitely at the point where i was like i want to marry this woman I see a future, this is it, you know? Um, So yeah, I think maybe going in, like if I was, let's just say I was the lead, I think, yeah, I would obviously have a much different, um, I guess, lens again, that I I would run that show through as the lead because I would know how intense it can get. I would know how hard it is for these women, where you know he necessarily didn't know, doesn't know because he wasn't in their position. So just wasn't really in their position. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's not his fault. Um, so yeah, I think maybe a lead who's been through it all and especially made it all the way to the end understands the gravity of the situation and how real those feelings are and how intense they, they can be at times. It's, so I think maybe Matt was, like I said, he started in the red a little bit as the lead, for sure.
0: Especially when you get to those last three weeks, as you said, like the last three weeks, you're in year... Your- you're past year one of a relationship yeah. at that point. Yep. You know, and I'm it's so. like, and it's hard. I I always, I empathize with Matt because I think, again, it's why someone needs to have been on, there's a lot of people out there, like I liked Matt as the Bachelor, I like him as a person, but there's a lot of people like, that are truly upset when the Bachelor doesn't propose. And I think that's a ridiculous thing to be upset about. But there are those people out there and they're like, well, he didn't want a relationship. That's not that's not true. That he wanted a relationship. It, it felt very real to to watch. But mm-hmm. I think also it's very true to go. Yeah, I'm gonna pump the brakes. I don't want to get engaged. I don't want to make that promise to someone that I feel very responsible for. I understand that. Yeah. And then, unfortunately there's a lot
2: of people that get super upset if it doesn't end in engagement, you know, like it's not a small sure. fraction, like it's a lot. So it's pretty, it's, it's always blows my mind. Um, when people will first say, well, Hey, like, you know, this is the dumbest thing in the world. Like you're going to meet somebody and get engaged in three months. But then there's, you know, the other people that are like, you have to get engaged in 3 months so it's just, it's such it's a weird so, thing and this this fan base is just so
0: rapid and it's just it's crazy it's it's just wild out there and and i believe it's because a lot of people put themselves in the shoes of the people and of of the people on the show like you're the avatar for a lot of men that are watching the show you're the avatar for a lot of the women that are watching the show and you're the guy that they're dealing with in their own life. And the guy that wants to go on the date and says he's ready for a relationship. And then six months in, he says, I'm not ready for a relationship. And you go, what the fuck just happened? I understand. That's disappointing. Mm.
2: That is such a good point. Cause when I was going through my, the hell on earth, that Barrett paradise was for me, it seemed like every woman who had ever been like, you know, like not worked out, and and um, had been rejected by a man, just took it out sure. on me, and I was and, just the brunt of it all. You know, and,
0: and I understand that. And I remember, I remember what happened on par- so i i Paradise. I remember you were put in a very weird position. I think, mm-hmm. like where it was like your past hookups, and then it was that you were a womanizer, yeah. and 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 like even that word womanizer, like that's such an accusation that has no like nobody. You know, in the land of like, is that a bad person or not? You know, like, who knows? You know, yeah. like, uh, a womanizer doesn't get sent to prison. You know, <laughs> like, you know, like, it's.
2: Yeah, a fuckboy. Like, I don't know what that means, but I was called that a thousand sure. times. I'm like, I don't
0: really know what that
2: means, but yeah.
0: And, and you know what it means, but you don't. And yeah, then if exactly. you try, like, and like, you know, it's like the male version of a slut. And then, like, if I ever used that word slut, I would feel horrible about myself like i don't even think that's a you know so it's like two two wrongs making a right and you're like but you can't say that to every person that messages you and goes you fucking fuck boy like you're not it's not worth your time right yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah so how is it now you're off the show obviously you got this podcast it's called behind the rose go check it out i want everyone to go to subscribe what's it like to date do you have do people ask you know what are you doing? What are you looking for? How old? And you're 31? One. I
2: turned 32 in like a month, yeah. So almost yeah. So,
0: yeah. so you and my brother are the same age. So you're in like serious relationship town. You're in mm-hmm. looking for something real. How do you, you know, how is that going?
2: Yeah, I definitely am, honestly. Like, I'm at a point in my life now, you know, like I've, I've kind of healed from paradise and I'm like ready to get back out there. And I have, I've dated and everything. It just hasn't worked out. But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely in part, part of my relationship. But man, is it hard, man. It is. You know, the show in more ways than one, it, it kind of does. It fucks you up a little bit. It does. It fucks mm. you up. Like we're all in therapy now, you know, we're all, but in a lot of ways it does, it does a lot of good because you know, I feel like I am way more in tune with like, you know, what I want, what I need, Mm -hmm. my emotions in a relationship, those kinds of things, the therapy I go through. I talk about relationships, all that kind of stuff. But dating, I mean, and I don't want this to be like, you know, oh, poor Blake, like poor me, because obviously like- No, you're
0: doing fine. I'm looking, you have a square chin and you look (laughs) like a gorgeous man. I think you're going to be okay. You got hair on your head. I think we understand.
2: (laughs) Yes. I don't want to close that, but it is hard to date now because what was easy before- is now hard in dating and what was hard before is now easy. Like, it's easy to get a lot of dates. It is. I can mm-hmm. scroll my DMs, like, don't get me wrong. But then it's hard to find, like, that authentic date. You know, I'll go on dates and, you know, people obviously know who I am and she'll, she'll know things about me and it's kind of weird. Um, but I think the hardest thing, and I honestly just had, like, a revelation about this. an epiphany. Um, the last two, two uh, quote-unquote relationships I've been in and everything, um, I think a lot of women do this to, like, public figures in general, I mean, even males to females in in public figures of people, you know, where they think that they don't need to really give a lot of validation. You know, they don't really need to give the compliments. They don't need to give the like cute little text message, I miss you, because they think we're getting it. From our sure. DMs. They think we're getting it from fangirls or whatever. And that's not the case. Like, if anything, we need more authentic validation. If anything, well, I'm more insecure. You know, I what
0: think I mean? it's called vulnerability. And I ah. think what happens is that's right. The <laughs> studio audience is touched here. But vulnerability is very hard to give if you're self conscious. So if you're with someone like, hey, I like you, hey, I like you has to return to with a, hey, I like you too, or it's returned with a, hey, this is moving too fast. Like, there's only two. So when someone like, you know, I in the past and I I think that's like what attracts me to my girlfriend is like the idea of like hey, like this is the best. This is fun. This is great. You're, you know, uh, you know, giving like puppy dog eyes. And it's like it's hard to do that in the beginning. I understand that. You don't want to show your cards, but then there's this other thing where they're like, "Well, I don't want to scare a guy away." Because again, on if I'm to take their side, they go if i give up too much then he knows he runs this and and someone who's looking for just sex can take advantage of that so i understand like it's like you know we're almost hurt by the way guys are with most women and the, the ones that don't want to be serious and then right. if you do want to be serious you're like ah i just just stop you know, just be like, "Hey, I, I'm I'm enjoying." You know, <laughs> like yeah, say uh, you like me or say you don't. Yeah, you know, like, say you don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get it. It's hard. Yeah, and and all of this comes under the label uh, the the guise of communication and all that stuff. And that's what we're here to talk about today. So I, I'm pumped to have you on, Blake. I, I want yeah. everyone to go check out your podcast. Uh, you sure it's do. behind the rose podcast. If you want to go follow Blake on Instagram, I'm sure you already do at Balaki. H. What is yeah. balaki.h?
2: Yeah. So, do you know the, the Key and Peel skit, the substitute teacher skit? I don't know if you know that, but like he goes AA a, Ron, um, that kind of thing. It's like Peel. Oh, yeah. It's all so, the names. Yeah. And so, my, there's a guy on there called Blake, and he was like, Balaki? You know, and then he's like, <laughs> Blake? So, yeah, I've just always had that. That's just been my Instagram username handle is balaki.
0: <laughs> Love it. At yeah. balaki.h. Um, let's do some emails. You ready? Let's do it. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J podcast at gmail.com. Decade-long crush haver. You feel like a romantic to me, Blake, don't I like, you? I yes. am. You you give off that vibe. I would that's what I would think it would be hard for you to date. Like people would probably get in too soon and oh, I'm lost in his poetry oh, or some shit I don't, I don't know Yeah
2: but honestly the, since the show like I tend to be the one that moves really fast because I'm like okay cuz you know you that's what you do in the show like you just mm. you're vulnerable you tell what you think when you think it so now it's like I can't revert back to what I was before the show. You know, now I'm like telling, you know what? I'm into you like two weeks. Down, I'm like, I'm into you. I like you. Let's give it a shot. And then they're like, whoa. whoa, whoa. So like, i would like taken the different like role. <laughs> so now
0: you're the come on too
2: strong yeah, exactly. guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Long time listener, subscriber, follower, just watched your YouTube special. I spent all 34 minutes cackling. Thank you. Okay. Now that the feathering is done, I'd like advice about how to approach making the first move on a guy. I'm 27, live on my own in a major Canadian city that has been yo-yoing on COVID lockdowns and openings. I got out of a six year relationship in June 2019. About three days after my breakup, I reconnected with a friend that I've known since high school. I know for a fact he did not know about my breakup as I had not removed pics on social media and had only told my immediate family at this time. But we reconnected through random circumstances. He had a question to ask me based on subject related to my job. And from there we talked. He was fun and easy to talk to as usual. Uh, and asked how, my, how, how the boyfriend was, and I informed him that the boyfriend was now an ex-boyfriend. He said he was sorry to hear that, but then had a great convo with him for an hour, that, uh, for, or for an hour after that. Since then, we've uh, had a convo at least once a week, most times initiated from a reaction to an Instagram story, but others from just randomly saying hi or sending a pic of either one of us doing something random okay, I never made a move year earlier uh, mainly for two reasons. I needed my time to heal from the breakup and reflect on uh, reflect on my growth. Two COVID restrictions were very strict where I live. When the second wave started in November about until three weeks ago, I just got this 2 weeks ago this email came in. 3 weeks ago with the with things opening back up. As mentioned, um I've known this guy for 10 years. In high school Ooh. we were friends. After high school we went to different universities but in the same in the same city literally 7 city blocks from one another. Our relationship had been flirty in those first couple of years in uni, uh although neither of us made a definitive move. We'd each try to grab coffee or go for a walk but dif- dif- uh But differing schools, uh, school schedules, and his commute made it hard. Eventually, I moved from uh, moved on from the crush, but still kept uh, in light contact. Had my hoe phase properly dated a good amount of guys, and had my most recent relationship. Since reconnecting with this guy from my past, I'm reminded of why I liked him so much. He has the same qualities, and we uh, very outwardly flirt with one another. But again, no move has been made. I feel in my heart I want to try with this guy before getting on the apps. Otherwise. Uh, He'll always be my what if. The point of this long-winded context filed, uh, uh, long-winded context filled message is this: How can I word a message to him? Make the first move, uh, telling him I'm interested in a date without seeming random or come on too strong. Thanks for all that you do, Blake. What do you think about this?
2: Um, God, yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. So I love the fact that she said she knows that he'll be the what if if she doesn't make a move. So I'm glad that she's like decided. She's like, I'm going to make a move because I don't want it to be the what if, which I like. And I'm a huge believer in gut feeling. Like I I Mm -hmm. feel like it's a blessing and a curse, but my gut is always right. And I think in her gut, it sounds like uh, she feels like there's something here with this guy. Um, The message itself, because I know I've been in those kinds of like weird where are we things? We're like flirting through story, but you're replying to stories so it doesn't come off as like just sending random DMs. It's, it's the approach so that times. can't
0: get turned down.
2: Yes, exactly. I've been there Because so many if times. someone
0: says like, uh, if someone does a laughy face emoji at your Instagram, it's, hey, I'm here. I'm laughing. I'm agreeable. But you'd never respond to that with, hey, can you stop messaging me? It feels like you're flirting with me. <laughs> yeah. Like you would never. You go, you yeah. would receive the flirt. You'd feel the dopamine and then you'd move on. Yeah, you like double tap it. You heart it. You know, he says the
2: laugh sure. emoji. You double tap it. So, I know we've all been in those kinds of like weird. What are we? But they want you to know, like they're into you, but not too into you, kind of thing. In my opinion, and again, like I said, I'm I'm pretty straightforward, like with how I feel. I think she should just simply. I don't think it should be reply to a DM. In fact, I don't know if she has her no, his number or not. But yeah, just send a text. Just be like, hey, you know, like, would you want to maybe grab a drink sometime? Because I mean, and I would maybe I'd finish with that. See what he says, and then just explain to him like. I'm at a point, you know, you know, like I'm, I'm excited and I'm at a point where, you know,
0: I'm single again and I, yeah,
2: I'd love to get to know you again or something like the, that. Yeah.
0: Blake, I think you're exactly right. I think a big part of this is is acknowledging the acknowledging reality. You have to acknowledge reality. Mm-hmm. You, I love that she never wrote, we're too good of friends. Because she's didn't. She's like, we've been flirting for like 10 years. is basically mm-hmm. how she wrote that email. Yeah. And which is, I think, like a great first step that a lot of people don't take. Um, she says, how can I word a message to, them that, uh, to make the first move with uh, telling them I'm interested in a date without seeming random? If you feel it, they feel it. You are a well-adjusted adult. Nobody is 100% different than you. Maybe he's 10% different than you, but he's feeling it. So it's not like he, if you feel it at whatever you feel it, he's not feeling it at a zero. He knows what's going on. So trust that you are a, finely adjusted adult and the person you're talking to is a finely adjusted adult you're not a great adjusted adult you're not a bad adjusted adult you're right in the middle we can all trust on that so know that what you're feeling he is feeling yep there's no and then she writes i don't want to come on too strong there's no such thing as too strong the um but what i would say to her is you have to be willing to lose the good feeling of his instagram reactions to get maybe a good relationship with him. That's because, actually, Yeah, I agree. Right? Completely. Yeah. Because at this point, this is gonna go on for days and years and months and, and eons. And he's gonna and he's getting something out of it. You have to say, hey, I'm getting something out of it, you're getting something out of it. I feel a connection here. But I have to end this. I'm done with this period of time. And listen, it might not have to happen today. Maybe you're not done with it. But when you are, you have to go. Hey, this has been a lot of fun. I feel a flirt from my end. I feel like I'm attracted to you. It's been a long time. I'd love to get a drink, just in the way Blake just said. But But if you don't want that, I have to kind of release myself from the relationship we have right now because I'm putting myself out there and it's because I'm feeling something that I can't just go back to laughy face emoji to my Instagram stories land.
2: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, anytime you ask somebody, I mean, it is a risk. Like, it is a risk. Like, it, yeah. she could be like, you know what, no, like, I'd still be friends. I mean that might hurt for a second, but in the long run, I think that's a good thing. Then you know, okay, we're done with the laughing emojis, the heart emojis, all that kind of stuff. You know, so I think it's the unknowing right now that that you know that's like the fun. But I think, yeah, and and like you said, it's not gonna be random. It's not random. Like clearly, you both are into each other. You know what I mean? So yeah, I just shoot shoot your shot. You know, say, can I have a drink? And then if he says, you know, I just I'm not there, then it's
0: fine. Then you know, here's here's the biggest part about it is, and and I don't say this to like. Dance on her parade, like go get yours, send your message. But he has had 10 10 years to make something happen. And when you say, well, it's because of distance, because of the universities, because our schedules, no, 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 no. Because he didn't want to give up the flirt that you guys had. So he has resisted moving this forward too. So you're probably gonna lose this guy. You're probably gonna lose the flirt. But this is a twofold, she's not asking, she's asking for advice on how to approach him. But approaching him means that it frees your brain for the other people. Where she said, "I'm gonna, I want to go on dating apps." But the what if has been relieved. We have to relieve that what if because that what if might be that the only thing he wants is to flirt with you.
2: Yep, and that, and if that's the case, now you know. Now you'll know. You'll know, and you'll be like, you know what? I just can't do this anymore. Like I said, just say like, I, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Um, yeah, I think she's already decided in her mind that she wants. To talk to him and ask him out so I guess yeah you sure. just got to word that that text at this point
0: but yeah. don't sit in that land of no, like yeah. oh well I guess we're just oh we keep missing each other no this is here's my number make the date he either does or he flirts and if he flirts that's a no the J Train podcast is brought to you by Quip and their brand new gum I have to tell you people I love Quip's gum it's great tasting it's um it, it but the the best part gum is one of those things you want to have on your person but you don't want to have to worry about having the space for it and you don't want to smash it because then it ruins the gum experience. Quip has come out with a gum dispenser that you know as much as Quip has changed the game for tooth brushing your teeth, they've changed it now for gum because I'm using it. It's a part of my life. Keys, wallet, phone, mask, and gum and I used to put gum in my back pocket it would get smashed up now they have this dispenser it's a lot like the one click candy you love as a kid those refillable dispensers they come with this nice cool slim travel ready dispenser is available in five colors metal or plastic holds up to ten gum pieces at a time and it fits just about any purse or pocket for the go I have it it's in my jacket pocket everywhere I go I love it and in a world we all need to be extra safe and hygienic the quick release button means you can still Share with friends, no wrappers, hands, or hassles. Yeah, it like shoots out of it. So you can like shoot it into someone's palm. It's not a substitute for brushing and flossing, but it, this is a great support for your oral health plan. I didn't know this, but the American Dental Association recommends chewing gum, sugar free gum, for 20 minutes after meals. And this is a great way to do it. Spread good oral health habits and join the over 5 million mouths already using Quip get chewing for less than $2 per gum pack. So it come you get the case, and then you get a bunch of refills for the case. And it's great, I love it. It's legitimately a part of my life and I think you guys will enjoy If you're a gum chewer already, this is the way to go. This is the way to make it easy to take around with you. Go to getquip.com slash jtrain right now. You can get a free plastic dispenser with any refill plan. That's great. That's a free plastic dispenser at getquip.com slash jtrain. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash jtrain. You can also find the Quip electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and more in the oral care aisle at your local Walmart. Quip, the good habits company. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Blue Blocks. Blue Blocks makes the best sleep mask known to man. This isn't the complimentary mask you get for showing up to an airplane. This was designed to block out all the light. Blackout curtains make you seem like a vampire, and they don't even work that well. If you need to catch some Zs, this mask is for you. I am a huge fan of Blue Blocks. I have them, they sent them to me, I wear them, I can wear them on planes, I travel with them. It's great for hotel rooms where they have that little sliver that never goes away on the curtains. I'm telling you, and the best part is with, with masks, sometimes with sleep masks, it's got the eyes on it and it's not that good, it kinda like, you know, it kinda rubs against your skin. No, these are all plush and comfortable and you forget it's on your face after you've, you know, you know after you hit your head hits the pillow. Any amount of light can keep me up. Even red light on my TV will annoy the hell out of me. The remedy sleep mask from Blue Blocks blocks out everything. Total darkness, 100% blackout. It's like the Sandman is personally cupping your eyes so you drift to, off to dreamland. Zero eye pressure, easy to asleep in. Yeah, that's the one thing... You wear them and it becomes part of the pillow. It's not uncomfortable. And and listen, I, uh, it's contoured size, allow to uh, for side sleepers and belly sleepers, no slipping. I, I'm a belly sleeper, so this is huge for me. Ultra lightweight, breathable fabric, won't leave you feeling overheated. They thought of everything. Blue Blocks has done their research to make the best sleep mask available. And I will say, I, I'm an anti-sleep mask guy and these turn me. I'm, 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 now I'm, a, I'm in, I love them. And I wear them on flights. They're great on flights. Support them because they support the show. Get yours today and 20, 20, 20% off with code JTRAIN at blueblocks.com slash JTRAIN. That's B L U B L O X dot com slash JTRAIN for 20% off. Blueblocks.com slash JTRAIN. Use code JTRAIN for 20% off. Sleep tight jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com here with blake horstman go follow at block behind the rose podcast every thursday they do recaps on mondays get involved urgent sos former kind of porn star boyfriend Hmm. last night while at my boyfriend's house something somewhat scarring happened we were laying in his bed I had taken pictures of him and his friends surfing that day. Instead of downloading them to my phone and using a ton of storage, I decided to save all the pictures to a Google Drive. This way, everyone could access them and I didn't have to send over 500 pictures. After showing my boyfriend the Google Drive app, I helped him log in and access the photos. He did not already have the app and is not very tech savvy. As we were tapping through the app, I was showing him the different folders while he was holding the phone. To my terror, I tapped on Home tab and he began scrolling. He clearly used Google Drive at some point in his life because he had surf photos, videos alongside other activities he enjoyed. He finally reached the bottom. The last thing I saw was a naked woman's body and his dick in one screenshot, maybe two. I truly felt blackout. Uh-oh. I truly felt blackout wasted looking at this. I realize the blackout wasted comparison is a little dramatic, but imagine lying down next to your boyfriend and seeing that. My immediate reaction was laughter because it was so hilariously awkward and shocking. He was mortified and it was laughing as well. He began to explain that he, he was 16 or so, and it was from years ago. The images, videos uh, before prove, uh, proved that. And him and his then-girlfriend made one quote-unquote porno. Okay, okay. I, I'm not mad at him, I just feel so weird. I know it was a long time ago, and I know he loved me loved me a lot, but I truly do not know how to forget about this horrifying incident as you can imagine the more I think about it the more cringe feelings I get my thoughts began to spiral why did he do that who was the girl what the fuck but then I remember asking him a few months back if he has ever sent a nude his response was no way I clearly remember this because I am not opposed to nudes when the time is right I also begin thinking about why hasn't he asked me to do this or am I not hot enough for him to film and see over and over again I'm pretty insecure with my body so all insecure thoughts about not being hot enough flood to my brain what do I do am I being dramatic help please Blake Horseman this what do you is think?
2: an incredibly
1: complicated subject
0: I agree Joe Rogan what do we think
2: <laughs> um, gosh there's a lot again to back there, I love these emails are like long
0: and they like very we, detailed I love it yeah, I mean, especially true. the women write in they give all the details all the yeah. juice all the tea yeah, I love it. Um, oof, so I'll be honest.
2: I am a very so. I thought that email was gonna kind of go somewhere else there, but then it so kind of at the yeah, I thought it was gonna go somewhere else. But it sounds like more than anything, she's upset that he hasn't asked her to maybe do some videos or photos. Is that what I kind of got out of
0: that? Ah, uh, you know what? I would say that I understand. I don't think that's like the. I think that's like um, just like a little part of it. That's a part of it. Like insecurities come out. I guess you when you spiral, you spiral. Like I, I, I would start at cringing. The one is that he it was so young. Like yeah, and was- and, and 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 it's like I would start going, why does he have this on his Google Drive? But then you hear about the email. She, he doesn't know how to work Google Drive. Like I, I, and and I'll say this. Like, you know, listen. The age thing is one thing where you're like, okay, I don't know why this is still on your phone, but I will say that a lot of guys aren't like deleters. They're not like, you know, like you get out of a relationship and we've had this in the past where someone finds like the pictures of the guy with his ex and they're just innocent like on a date, one year anniversary pictures and it's in their drawer and they go, yeah, that's from my last girlfriend, you know, like, and, and, and a lot of the, um, a lot of the women will go. Well, how could you keep that? Because we don't have like a lot of guys. They get don't deal with their emotions. They don't do do like a big séance and burn all the pictures. And and this is separate from like the idea of these being nudes and 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 which is a different subject altogether. But I do understand the idea of like ah, I'm just uh, that ended and I'm moving on. And and there's no thought of like getting rid of the lasting memory of this significant right. other. You know. Yeah.
2: No, agreed. I mean, if you go back through my, like, let's say, like, Snapchat memories, like, you go all the way back to, like, my college girlfriend and where there's, like, videos. Not, like, nudes or anything, but, like, funny videos and stuff. You know, I don't don't go back and delete all that, you know? Um, But I will say on this subject, so I am a very, like, sex-positive person. I am, and Mm -hmm. I, I, like, I'm a firm believer in everything that has... So let's say, you know, you meet a girl and vice versa. Everything that happened before means, like, nothing. Like, I think Mm -hmm. your life starts when you meet that person, you start dating or whatever, then everything they did before, you know, obviously to an extent, obviously, but most of the stuff they did before, like that has nothing to do with you. It has nothing, you know, none of that is a, should weigh on you or anything. And
0: especially the idea of like him taping with a high school girlfriend yeah, and they're yeah. experimenting. Like Shelby, Blake, this story checks out with everyone here, right? Is there anyone yeah. that doesn't like buy the timeline of events of how you came across, how she came across this video? I buy
2: into it. I think it sounds... I mean... Yeah, and I know that that feeling must have been horrible seeing it. Of but course. at the same time, you know he wasn't a virgin. You know what I mean? So it's like you know
0: he's been with other women. Shelby, what Remember. do you think?
1: Yeah, I'd probably just advise him to uh, delete it off the... Uh,
0: of course. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, at I least, think it, yeah. It, it's time to delete, but I can yeah. understand how this came about. And, and uh, again, like someone could say, well, see it once and then you break up with him. This guy's a horrible person. But I would say, like, if there's no other instance of, like, oh, this this is something in addition to the folders that were on his other computer and the other computer, and it's like, that's a different story. The, the story of, I got, you know, especially with having internet past, you know, the albums, again, the memory that comes mm-hmm, up from a year mm-hmm, ago, and it's mm-hmm. you and your girlfriend, and now your new girlfriend goes, and you and your ex and your new girlfriend goes, what the fuck? And it's like, yeah, that sucks. That's. I mean, if it was, in,
2: yeah, if it was like recently viewed, like you could see that it was recently viewed. That's a different, different story. different story. Yeah, totally different story. If he's still viewing that kind of thing, but yeah, if it's still in the past, like for me, I mean, listen, I've had long distance relationships where you've got to, you know, you got to make it work. You know, you got mm-hmm. to get, ex- get creative. So, like, then that doesn't make me a bad person. I don't think he's a bad person or anything like that. It would be, like I said, it'd be a little different. If it was recently viewed. Then you could start being like, wait, what the hell? Like, why is he looking at this when I'm right here? Kind of thing. But in this, as in this instance, I believe I think it checks out. Like you said, I think it checks out. J-Train oh, so podcast.
1: Yeah, go ahead. He said he was uh, 16 in it, so it's kind of... Yeah, that was a long time ago in it, and yeah. Yeah, we kind of what, Shelby? I mean, well, like... The weirdness, that's where I would go... Maybe don't have that on your hard drive. You yeah, know? that's of not course. a good thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I would delete year, that right yeah. away.
1: I yeah. mean, but the idea that, like,
0: she's helping him open it. Like, I, I get that this... Again, we could assume that he's a monster and this was like, oh, how do you open Google Drive? Or we could, you know, and then I'd be like, you got to be on the lookout if you've seen other monstrous things come up. But I would say the idea that you ran into something from his past, like, isn't surprising. And the idea, if her first thought is like, well, why why haven't we done that? It's like, that was a long time ago for him. (laughs) I can understand the idea of, like, experimenting and whatever you're doing as a high school kid. Like, I can understand that. J train podcast at gmail.com. J podcast at here with Blake Horstman. Uh, Behind the Rose podcast. Go check it out. Go check it out. Long term partner versus crazy in love. Okay. Thanks so much for this podcast. Uh, uh, anyways, I've been dating a guy for about two months who I met through mutual friends. He's perfect on paper. Every single thing I'm looking for and more. He's so kind and considerate, expresses his feelings about me and has open conversations. We have similar interests and he is fun to hang out with. What I'm unsure of is uh, if he's just perfect on paper or quote unquote, not my person. It's only been two months, but I really do think he could be a long term, amazing partner for me. I could potentially see a life with him, but I'm not feeling butterflies and crazy in love type feelings. Should I be worried? What do we think?
2: Uh, so I think this is kind of a question with lust, first love, it seems, or like lust. Like she's not feeling the lust, but on mm. paper, she's. And it's funny because I actually had a conversation, gosh, with a woman recently, and she kind of had a really interesting take on this. She was basically saying that. Lust is fun. And I think this isn't like, you know, a revelation of any kind. Like lust is fun and lust is great. But at the end of the day, you will fall out of lust. Like lust Mm. will fall away. And then what's left is the friendship you've built and the love you have for the person, you know? And so I think if she, I can't tell, is she saying that she, she sees a future with him, but she's not getting, I think, I think it's a red flag. She says it's not the lust right now.
0: I think, he well, here, here's the thing. She says, it's it's only been two months, but I really do think he could be long-term amazing partner for me. I could potentially see a life with him, but I'm not feeling the butterflies a crazy and love type feeling. Like, I think like the idea like of finding, I think you can find a lot of people that check boxes and not a lot of people that make you excited. Mm-hmm. Like checking boxes, like, and so what she says, like he checks lots of boxes and he could be long-term Fun, Like, I don't know, like, I, I guess you could convince yourself to like, like, I don't know. I, I think like what you said about lust, like it does run out. That definitely runs out. But the excitement doesn't run out like right. the, oh, I'm I'm pumped to see this person again. Like, I can understand where it's like, am I attracted to them? I don't know. Oh, the more I get to know them, the more attracted I get to them. But when you're going, I don't have any butterflies. And I, I think when you do the checking boxes thing. I don't know. I, I, to me, I don't want to be convinced. I don't want someone convinced themselves into me. No, like, I got that. Have, yeah, that'd be horrible. right. Yeah. Like if I'm this guy and I heard this email about me, I'd be like, "Yeah, go find someone else who bo- checks boxes." Like I don't have and to be that. Makes guy. you excited? Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can have
2: both. You can have both. And like I said, I think the fact that it's only two months in and you're not feeling the butterflies and the excitement, I think that's a red flag. Because if this was three, four years in, you're still excited, but maybe the, the butterflies have faded.
0: Then fine. Like, I think the in. other way yeah. isn't actually as bad. Be- like, the other way where it's like butterflies but doesn't check boxes, you can go, well, maybe, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think checks boxes but no butterflies is worse than butterflies but doesn't check a couple boxes. Because then it's- yeah, yeah. I, would right? agree. Like, I
2: mean, gosh, falling in love is the best thing in the world. Like it's the best feeling in the world. And if you're not excited and have the butterflies, then I, yeah, I don't know. Cause that's the fun I think part. You
0: especially know? it comes from a woman. I can understand where she's like, I don't want to fucking go date again. I met through a mutual friend. Th- this can be great. Like, what do I, why would I go back out there if I have comfortable here? But it's like, I would also say in this world where like you can find people like it's, What's it all for at a certain point? Like, you know, like you, especially in a world where you're working, you're making money, you're self-sufficient, like you're not doing this to like make sure that the, you know, that you, your, your monarchy keeps enough land. So you are going (laughs) to marry into the other, you know, kingdom. Like there's nothing else to do it for. At this yeah, point, and,
2: yeah, I never get content in love. You know, like, I don't think, like, she sounds like she's just like, I don't, yeah, you're right. I don't want to get back out there. I'm content. This guy seems like a good guy. I don't have to get excited about him, but maybe I can, you know, make it work. I was like, ah, yeah, you're right. Like, if I read that about me, I'd be like, what the
0: hell? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at com. Okay. Let's do this one. You've been in long distance relationships, you said, Blake? I have. How to build communication in a long-distance relationship? Been dating a guy about six months, and up until recently, it's been going pretty well. About two months ago, he moved across the country for a new job. So beforehand, we started talk. We before we we talked and said we try to make long-distance work at. First, it was fine, but lately it seems like I'm pulling teeth to get him to text me, let alone call me. When he does, he usually sounds bored. His job is stressful, works long hours, and he is essentially on call, uh, call, so I understand he's busy and needs time to himself. However, I always see him online posting on Instagram or Snapchat. Yes, I'm guilty of stalking the activity status, and Snapchat, score, sigh. And when he talks to me, he mentions all the things he's done in his free time, so then I interpret I'm too busy to talk as an excuse. I've already brought up multiple times how this makes me feel ignored, and since this is the only communication we have, making time for each other to actually call is important. He'll initiate when he knows I'm upset, which usually smooths things uh, over for about a day, Uh, before his uh, behavior reverts back we have a great connection he mentions plans for us in the future a family etc but his current actions show otherwise we're we're talking about me visiting since uh, him visiting isn't an option with his job but this doesn't make me excited uh this doesn't make me excited or want to this is my first healthy relationship, so I really want to try and make it work. Am I asking for too much? Am I overreacting to the social media use? Uh, I'm not sure what where to go from here. Or if I need to accept that it's not going to work I appreciate you and what you do. What are you? And the special is fantastic, thank you. So what do you think? I definitely don't think she's
2: overreacting. I no. don't think she's overreacting. Yeah, I think she's reacting just the right amount. Like, she seems very level-headed. Like, she, she knows there's something wrong. She wants to, like, try and make it work and everything. And I, you know, I kind of recently ran into something very similar. I was kind of seeing a woman in... She kind of moved away, um, pretty abruptly, and everything. And I had like I, I talked about earlier, gut feeling. I think mm. I think my gut, as soon as she left, was like, oh, like this is the beginning of the end, kind of thing. And it, the same exact thing started happening. You know, texts, no calls. You know, you go out of your way to try and like make time. You go out of your way to like she said, pull teeth. Um, and you just, I think in her mind right now, in her gut, she feels it that something is wrong and i think she's scared personally and i i feel for her because I've yeah
0: you, it's okay to want to feel pursued and mm-hmm. want to feel loved and she doesn't feel that way like you know and it's the problem she says he has plans he mentions plans for the future a family etc but that's not like that's not really a plan that is i'd love a family i'd love the future for us to work like i need if you're gonna go a long distance This has to be contractual almost. You have to start being like, okay, hey, for me to feel good, we got to figure out when we're going to call each other, how we're going to call each other. Because when you do – I think this is the difference between do 20 push-ups and do a bunch of push-ups. When someone says do a bunch of push-ups, you do like three, and you're like, oh, I'm so tired. It's horrible. When someone says do 20, you get to 20. So I think – if you're going to make this work, you got to start spelling out the 20 pushups with him and he's going to work on it with you. So, hey, I'm feeling unloved. I need this call at this time of day and I need you a little excited to be doing that call if we're going to make this work. I need to know once a month what, what our visiting schedule is going to be. I know you and she says, oh, he can't come to me because of his job. I don't really buy that. Like I don't really buy that anyone is too busy to visit once or to make a plan two months ahead of time. So hey, I need and and he's gonna work with you there or he's not, because right now it feels like one person is working and the other is just yep. figure uh, playing it by ear. And and no one wants their relationship played by ear. No, I agree completely. A relationship
2: is hard to begin with. And when you throw long distance in there, you gotta work even harder to make it work. I do believe that. And it sounds like you're right. She's putting in work. And he right now at this point doesn't seem to be putting in much. And I completely agree with you. I'm a firm believer in if you want to make it work, you're gonna make it work. If you wanna Mm. make time, you'll make time. Like if you wanna find time, you'll make time. You know, and I think the excuse, like, you know, his job, like, no, the dude, you know, he could he could fly out Friday after work, come back Sunday. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. I think. Yeah, I think there's a lot of excuses, unfortunately. I don't want to be too pessimistic about this, but I I definitely would see a lot of red flags and I think yeah, she but needs to follow her
0: gut on this. She's one. gotta like let them know, like, hey, I feel kind of shitty. Like yeah. I think that's how it starts. I feel I feel shitty. And yeah. it's it's the distance. It's that there's not a lot of excitement from your end, and I feel like I'm pulling teeth. The social media stuff. Because it's like a distraction from life. Like, I, I don't think it's an even trade of like he's putting on social instead of calling you. Like, I, I, I don't think that's really a fair thing, but it mm. is. I think it's a show of like, hey, I, I, I don't think you concentrate on the social media. I think you concentrate on like, I feel shitty. Yeah. Like, I, I and just saying I want kids isn't enough. I got to hear, I want Monday through Tuesday because I'm off. I'm coming on those days. And, and 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 back and forth, and what our plan here? The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Policy Genius. April means a lot of not so fun things: getting fooled, getting rained on, and getting your taxes done. So, if you need a positive experience to balance it all out, consider shopping from ho- shopping for home and auto insurance with Policy Genius. Policy Genius can help you find home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price. This is this is I love this type of sponsor because hey, here's a website. If you need home and auto insurance, go check it out and see if it's better than what you're paying. If it's better, we just saved you money. There you go. In fact, they've saved customers up to $1,055 per year by reshopping their home and auto coverage. Getting started is easy. Again, this is a math equation. You go to the website, you check it out, first head to policygenius.com, answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property, then Policy Genius takes it from there. They'll compare rates from America's top insurers from Progressive to Allstate to find your lowest quotes. The Policy Genius team will look at all the ways to maximize your savings, including bundling your home and auto policies. If Policy Genius finds a better rate than what you're paying now, they'll switch over, uh, switch you over for free. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across over thousands of reviews on Trustpilot and Google. I'll tell you right now, it was an opportunity. It might not be for you. You might hear auto and home insurance and you don't need those things. If you're, if you're paying for it, it's worth taking a look. Policy Genius can promise that you won't leave their website feeling like a fool. They've saved customers up to $1,055 per year compared to their current home and auto policies. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Podcast at gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com. I'm here with Blake Horseman. All my friends are getting married. Are you feeling this? Is that my email? Did I? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is from a dude and this is, uh, you know, we get a lot of this from women that write in, but. The guy version of this is a little different, I think, maybe. So let's see. Mm -hmm. Feather, Feather on the podcast and the comedy special you released. Hilarious. Can't wait to see you live again eventually. Let me get right to it. I have three different weddings from the same college group of friends that are planned out for this summer. July, August, September. Thank God they actually decided to stagger them a little bit. Beyond the running joke that I keep telling my girlfriend of my friend. Here we go. A little bit of music. Beyond the running joke that I keep telling my girlfriend of my friends are just really into commitment and the excitement for these celebrations, I've been thinking about the bachelor party planning and how I want to make sure we aren't just rinsing and repeating for each other, for each for each one. I, <laughs> I love that all my friends are getting married from a dude is we got to make these bachelor parties work. <laughs> it's not like That'll I'm so sense. worried. Yeah. Oh, my God. Some of my favorite advice from your podcast ever was a few years back, you mentioned the Viking bachelor party and how you never want um, everyone looking around saying, now what? Yeah, I've talked about bachelor parties. They need tentpole events. You need the ability to come together as a group, but also be able to do your own thing. But you need to have a schedule. You can't just have, what are we doing next? Because 20 people, 15 people, whatever it is, go nowhere when they're asking that question. And I want to keep that in mind by having a plan to keep the energy going all weekend. Another friend and I have already been bouncing some ideas uh, around for each other. Uh, uh, them such as Destination Town, Coastal Bar Crawl, and Weekend Trip coordinating with the Bachelorette party as well. Once we lock in the weekends and potential these uh, potentially these ideas, I don't want us to get to party number three and just redo all the same drinking games and such. I love that. All my friends are married. I thought I love, this was going in a totally me too. different.
2: <laughs> I was ready to get deep, you know. Yeah, no. Talk about bachelor
0: parties. I figured with back-to-back <laughs> weddings coming up, the wedding czar might have some ideas. How do we make each bachelor party a unique and kick-ass experience? We'd love to hear any thoughts or tips on wedding parties as well, dude. Well, on my way to the guy version of twenty-seven dresses. Okay, <laughs> Blake, yeah, have you gone to bachelor parties? What are your feelings on bachelor parties? Uh, let's hear it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I am 27. So I uh
2: I grew, so I grew up here in Colorado, and then I went to college in Nebraska. Mm. Everybody in Nebraska gets married early, young, Midwest.
0: You know how it is. I was just there. I said to someone yeah. in the crowd, I did shows in Omaha that were great, and I said to someone in the crowd, I was like, uh, it felt like everyone got married at 13, like just like yeah. ready to yeah. go. I had seven roommates
2: in college. All of them married either a high school sweetheart or the girl they were with in college. It's pretty okay. crazy. Yeah, yeah, So, yes, I have actually been to 38 weddings, and I've been in 16. 38 weddings? So, like, I'm well weddings? on my way. I've been to 38 weddings, man. I've been to 38 weddings. Oh, my
0: God. I've been in
2: 16. In
0: 16. you yeah. do, But you do have that vibe of, like, friends with a lot of dudes, a lot of people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm also a very fun, like, At a wedding, I love to dance. Like I'm very outgoing, Mm. so like people like to invite me to their wedding if they don't know me very well. Because I'm like, I like to be the life of the party. But so yes, I've been to a lot of bachelor parties. I've been to a lot of weddings uh, in general, and I agree with you to an extent. Like some of my favorite bachelor parties i've been to are very scheduled and i remember being like is this a joke because i hate i'm fly by the seat of my pants kind of guy mm-hmm. like i always have been so i don't plan ever um i let other people plan and th- one of my favorite ones recently was vegas and you think oh it's gonna be you know, well not recently it was before covid and everything and um it was like oh vegas we slept fly by the seat of our pants but no he had shows we were going to shows we were doing all these things and it ended up ended up being It ended up being so great because it wasn't that what's next thing or it wasn't like, well, where should we eat now? Or like, you know, we're like half. There's enough to do. Yeah, exactly. So we had shows. We had all kinds of different things set up, dinners, all that. Uh, He actually hired like an event planner or something, you know, it wasn't like a buddy. He actually like hired
0: a planner. So that was one of my most organized bachelor parties I've ever been to and favorite. So that's what you're saying is very true. The most organized one was your favorite. That might not be your style, but you do like being a part of that because you want to be able to let the guy who flies by the seat of his pants do his thing, but also reined in by if you're not at dinner at eight, you're out like that guy fly by the seat of your pants guy. Isn't going to be the reason everyone has a good time. He's going to be the reason he has a good time. So, (laughs) so I would say to this guy, he says he has three different weddings, same college group of friends. Let's keep in mind finances. Okay? And keep in mind finances for each of these people. The person who's gonna have the nicest wedding, that's the one you plan the most uh, far destination version. The person that you know, and listen, this isn't fair, but life isn't fair. The person that's gonna have the wedding that's you know, uh, you know, two liter sodas, and that's fine. Maybe you're doing a local one, but I would have three separate destinations because the different, and, and one of them local, one of them two hours away, one of them maybe a plane ride away, because that gives you three different tastes of three different bachelor parties.
1: Yeah, that's now, very
0: practical. Yeah, that's great. Yeah so, yeah, so, but I mean, just because one is local doesn't mean that the local one has to be less fun it's just a local plan so when you have three different destinations that gives you three different tastes and they're not going to be the same just by virtue of where they are now what you have to do at each one like you went to vegas you can go to vegas and you can do like you can go during the day to a place where they have like military tanks and go drive tanks during the day like, that is something that you can only really find in Vegas because it has a space, it's in the desert, They got and they do shit like that. I think for all three of these, you need to find a different daytime activity for each. That will keep it spicy. Dinners, you have uh, just because you're at different places, always have dinners planned, and where you're going out for that late night hang. But if you have the locations different, if you have a different daytime activity for each one, you will be fine keeping them differentiated. But right. every bachelor party should have a welcome dinner. And the welcome dinner should be specific to the guy getting married. So if the guy, you know, my buddy, we had the Viking night. We all dressed in Viking costumes and had big jugs of wine. That was very much the ba- the, the type of person that we were going to see. So the welcome dinner is a big part of this because that gets everyone convened in one place and you keep it cheap, keep it you know low impact. So, But just by nature of what – so welcome dinner, daytime activity, different locales. Just by doing those three things, you will have differentiated bachelor parties.
2: Yeah, 100%. I like the daytime activities sometimes are even better than the nighttime activities, to be completely and, honest. And yeah.
0: they roll into the night, and what you do is you find out – there's a daytime crew that can't make it to nighttime, and that's okay, especially with the group that everyone's getting married. The guys with kids will be like, I'm done, I'm tapping out, and they'll disappear, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. J Podcast at gmail.com. J Podcast at gmail.com I'm here with Blake Horseman at Blake Horseman or at Balaki, h, yeah, yeah. And it's Behind the Rose Podcast. Okay, so I sent you. We're going to do uh, a screenshot email. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. We all got it in front of us? Got it. J Train, huge fan, Patreon member here. Thank you for all you do. I tell uh, everyone with ears about the podcast and live streams. You're the best. I need help with some casual dating advice. I'm 25 years old and was broken up with February 2020 because my ex, by my ex, 2020 February 2020 BC, uh, before Corona. Um, by my ex-boyfriend of five years. So if you're 25, you had a boyfriend of five years, you were 20 when you met, this all makes sense and totally understandable and okay. I've been able to heal and move on, but I decided I really want to date around, have fun right now since I haven't dated since I was a teenager. A guy who I have mutual friends with messaged me on IG two weeks ago and the conversation was easy, so when he asked for my number, I gave it to him. Everything was fine and flirty until he started constantly claiming that I would "quote unquote" stop by his house without even asking, or Snapchatting me "be uh, quote unquote" please come over at midnight. I've never met this person. Okay, so he's making it pretty clear. Yeah, he messaged through Instagram. He's looking for you to come over. Um, you know this could get this is in the land of sketchy, in the land of you know what he's looking for, in the land of. Let's be aware that maybe this is someone we want to block and get rid of if you're not looking for the same things. Also, safety, we have to keep that in mind. I know everyone has a different version of casual, but it would make me more comfortable to, at the very least, go on a walk with someone and meet them before it progresses to anything more. I'm already a bit turned off by this and probably won't proceed, but he is now insinuating that I may quote unquote tease because I was flirting, but don't feel comfortable going over to his house for our first hang. For extra context, the same thing happened almost exactly with the first guy I talked to after my breakup too. So here's my question. Is it misleading to be nice slash flirty if you're attracted to someone but don't plan on to be sexual right away? Is there a difference between I want to get to know you, flirty, and I want you to come over right now, flirty? I don't like feeling like a tease, and I really am not looking for anything serious, but I also don't want to be cold or mean just to set a boundary. Any advice appreciated? I attached screenshots for examples. Unfortunately, the more pushy ones were on Snapchat. Of course they were. Snapchat is a place where you see whether you were you're the conversation was same. So save. So these people are being ickier. What I'll say to her, let me answer let's let's go look at the text, but like let's is it misleading to be nice or flirty if you're attracted to someone but don't plan to be sexual right away, Blake Horseman. So,
2: so first of all, you're not a tease, in my opinion. Like reading through this yeah. and everything from her, she's not a tease. Like, yeah, not, she's not a tease. So she shouldn't feel guilty about teasing some guy she's never met. You know, don't feel guilty about that. Um, I do think there is a difference between being like, hey, a friendly flirt, where it's like, hey, let's go on a walk, and then a flirt where he's texting you at two a.m. So I, I don't know the context there. There definitely is like, if you're sending, you know, like nudes through Snapchat or something, that is obviously, I don't think she is. That's obviously a flirty where it's like that guy expects something different from you. But I don't think she's doing
0: that. It doesn't But right. his expectation doesn't matter. I think that's no, exactly. the first thing she, I think that's the first things first. Yeah. His expectation of what a certain flirt means, of what a uh, a, a nude might mean, what, uh, a, you know, all these things, it doesn't matter. And 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 this idea of like, I don't want to be cold or mean, well, you have to be cold and mean to people who aren't, being respectful of you and the needs that you have and your expectations. It's okay to be like, to talk sexy and like, I mean, like, let's look at her texts. We'll look at, we'll go through all three. I'll be him. You be her. Okay. Or I'll be her. You be him.
2: Okay. So he's on the left, right? I'm taking it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How old are you? 25. I'm a little older. How old are you? LOL. 27.
0: Nice. Smiley face.
2: We'll hang out.
0: Oh, yeah? LOL? Yes. That'd be fun. Yes, one night this week coming up. I'm not sure about this week since I'm waiting for my COVID results from traveling, but I can let you know. Ha, 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 <laughs> See, like, that to me... It, that's it's a, a ba- sign. Yeah, it's bail. Bail. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's not even... Like, listen, it's okay to be like, I want to have a casual fun time, but casual means text me to go out, make a date, make me feel good about it. And while fully understanding like that might result in you not being there a week from now, like you, and that's kind of the risk you take when you're like, Hey, I go out with a new person and maybe they disappear. Like, I I think like the idea of them maybe disappearing. That's a different thing than this. Like you saying nice LOL, like that's not even flirting. Like you're just being nice to this person. Like, yeah, let's go to the next one.
2: I'm so bored right now.
0: Same here.
2: Stop by lol. If only it wasn't illegal. Oh, relax. LMAO. I won't rat you out.
0: I don't know what that is. Haha, means next time. And then uh, lol Let's for sure it. I'm down. Finally got my negative test results lol.
2: Awesome. You're free to leave house arrest now, right? lol. Yes!
0: Good. You can come by by come by now. Ha-ha, we'll see. See, it's okay to be disgusted by that. Yes, I agree. you know, his expectation doesn't matter. You have done nothing wrong. All you've done is shown that you're attracted to him in some way and given him the opening to approach you the way you want to be approached.
2: Yeah, this is very cringy. Like, as I'm reading this, this is pretty cringy. First of all, if – yeah, so – I, she keeps leaving the door open for him to be like, you want to grab a drink? Do you want to go for a yes. walk? She's leaving the door open for that, but he continues to... He is a little... Even in these, I feel like this is a little pushy. Like, I'll be honest. I feel like this is it's a little It's very pushy. pushy. It's yeah. also... It's
0: <laughs> not even... He's not even trying. He's not even making a joke. He's not even being fun. He's not being fun. And this should be so... She's looking for fun. She's looking to flirt and have an attraction and hey let's do a drink and oh my god and it's like you will find that guy that guy will exist to you and he might disappoint you in other ways down the road where maybe it doesn't get serious and maybe you 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 go well i don't want to just hook up anymore i want this to be more and that's okay those are the trials and tribulations of getting to know someone in this scenario you have to be ruthless and say and it's not even ruthless but you have to be hey Fuck off. You're not giving me what I want. What I want is hey, let's do that drink. Like the fact that he's like joking around that it's illegal to leave the house because of COVID, like, fine, I guess. But then it's like, come over now. And it's like, whoa, dude, why do you even deserve for me to come over? Yeah.
2: He's he's not getting any signs from her too. Like she is clearly trying to be nice while saying no, and he's clearly think, he's I don't, yeah. I think that's he, even more of a red flag. Is, he's not getting any signs
0: from her. He like clearly and, she doesn't she, want to. <laughs> absolutely and she's giving him the benefit of every doubt, but mm-hmm. right now he doesn't deserve that because it's like like good, you can come by now. Like dude, fuck off. Like yeah, I yeah. and I understand this is I, – I, the the one thing is and, – and I'll say this to her. She's like, I don't want to be cold or mean. But this guy isn't giving you the thought that you're giving him. He isn't giving your feelings the thought you're giving his. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't want to be cold or mean. He's like, come over. And you're like, okay. He's not caring whether you feel upset by that or cheapened by that. So – and and listen – People that don't, you know, like you shouldn't worry about the other person's expectations at all. Great. 100%. And I think I think that's the point. I think that's what
2: we should, at, come, you know, out of all of this, that that email is like, I think she, I think she should maybe like be done with him. I really do. Oh, I absol- think, yeah, 100%. Get away from him. I, I, You've given I, him listen, too much space already. You've given him too many chances.
0: Your expectations are all that matters. And your expectation is a drink and to be treated nice and to be taken out and to feel good about it. Yeah, this- at podcast at gmail dot com. at gmail Blake Horseman, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. No, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Uh, any, any any time, man. Any time, dude. Awesome. Everyone, go follow Blake at blocky, blocky. H. It'll be all over my social media. I know I have fucked it up every time. Behind the Rose Podcast. Go 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 go. Listen to it. Go check it out. Uh, Shelby, thank you for coming on the ones and twos. Thank you at Classic Shelb on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. I'm Jared Fried. We're here Mondays and Thursdays. We'll be back next episode. Boom!